0: really love to have a writing party um you know cause sometimes i get together with my friends and i play some board games and some card games and stuff but i would to be honest i think it'd be pretty cool to get some friends together and like write a blog post or something like or everybody writes a different blog post on their own blog or something like that but it's not it's different than podcasting because you don't have headphones or maybe you have headphones on but you're not listening to each other talk you know what i mean and that's the important thing about writing is you're not listening to each other talk <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. The word fizzle has two meanings. One, to fail in a weak and disappointing way. And two, to buzz or crackle like electricity. Through this show, we explore why many small businesses fizzle out and why others seem to crackle and buzz with energy. Oh, and also fizzle used to mean, and I kid you not, to break wind without noise, which I think is incredibly on-brand for us. Your hosts are Corbett Barr. If this were the 90s sitcom Full House, he'd be Jesse, cool, sexy, and experienced. Caleb Wojcik, he'd be Danny, responsible, tall, and me, Chase Reeves. Of course, I'd be Joey, because cut it out. Ugh. Today on the show, uh, does your business fit you does your product fit your audience should you stay focused or move on to greener pastures these are probably questions you've thought about we certainly have at one time or another and in this show we talk about our experience with these questions and corbett actually shares a bit of an equation that he has uh for thinking through this stuff Oh, hey, and at the end of this show, there's a quick little message from Corbett, a little bit of a teaser of something coming up, so you won't want to miss that. I'll be back after this show to fill in any gaps. Let's get into it. Okay, so today, what are we we talking about, boys?
1: So today, we're talking about the, after you launch a product, how do you know whether or not it's a good fit? And we're talking about fit from a few different angles. We don't just mean does this fit the audience? We also mean, does this fit you as an entrepreneur? Um, Is the idea and the product a good fit together? And also, does it fit the audience? And there's a bunch of different ways that you can measure that, and basically that's what we want to get into. So the big question is, I launched a product, how do I know if it's the right fit for me, for my audience, and um, is it something that I can move forward with? If it was a bit of a flop, how do I know if it was a flop because of something simple? Or maybe it's something really big, like underlying a fundamental problem. Most with the Most of the
0: things that are flopping in, on, or around me are pretty big, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. The, the things that go <laughs> flop in the night end up being, frankly, just just average. You know,
1: mostly you mean people that you invite into your inner sanctum.
0: And I'm just talking about things that go flop in the night, Corbett. I don't know why you got to get all spiritual on me. All right. Just because we're in your hippie San spiritual Francisco house, your damn incense burning like crazy. My eyes are bleeding over here. I'm getting so spiritual. All right. So we're talking about the fit thing. And now this is important because you could find yourself in a situation where uh, your product really works out and you hate your life in five years. Or, but like what's most common. I think. And what we should probably focus most of our efforts on is, uh, well, tell me if I'm wrong, you guys, you launch the product and it's like, well, it okay, kind of, you know, you don't know for sure yet. Yeah. You don't know if it's or, something to keep yeah, going. Or in. you launch
1: it and it's like, oh man, two people bought it. Does that mean that this is a total failure? Or yeah. could I just change a couple of things and have a success on my hands? So what do you think? I don't know. Um, Maybe we should start with the entrepreneur fit first. Okay. So somebody wrote me today actually, um, and he said, Hey, you know, um, it's me, Robert. We talked a couple of years ago. I was blogging about, he, he was uh, actually like blogging about men's style, which is interesting, related to Baron that mm-hmm, we yeah. had on recently. Um, and um, he had taken a, a couple of courses from us. And he said, You know, now I'm just not sure what to do because. I've realized that my heart's not really in this thing. And I don't know if I should keep going with it yeah. or if I should try to do something else. And I think that happens a lot with people after they launch a product because you're willing to put your head down and just keep pushing, pushing, pushing until you at least get to the point where you release something and see if there's some some monetary sort of thing there, if you can make some earnings from it. And um, But a lot of times at that point, you realize, wow, like I was just kind of, heads down pushing on this thing and now when i look up i'm like "Mm, this just doesn't feel right Mm. but on the other side of the coin um there's also this depression that we've talked about that happens after you launch something where you're just kind of like in the dumps for no reason just because you put so much of your energy into something and now you just i don't know there's there's a hangover that happens after that had this guy
2: just launched something
1: uh, no, I don't think he had just launched something. I think he kind of maybe has been dragging his feet a little bit for gotcha. a while.
0: Well, it's just so, let's talk, I mean, that's so common to have happen, right? Because most of us, we start our, blo- our blog, we're starting our blog. I mean, we, we, we call it a blog, like, oh, I'm a blogger. And we start on the side while we have a regular job. Like, it's like, oh, I have my regular job and then I'm a, I have a blog on the side. You know what I mean? And we're we're sort of like talking down to our side self until we have something to prove to other people that we're valuable enough in this other capacity.
1: I wish we could just take that whole like clip that you just did there and turn it into like one of those songs where you like you just sample the voice and then like I have a blog
0: I have a blog I have a blog and a job <laughs> really I like good. that so but but I mean we're blogging blogging on the side You know, and so of course we're sort of dragging our feet because no, in our day job there's a boss who has pleated front khaki pants who's like looking at us and saying, "This, where, where are you on that TPS report? That was due Friday." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a boss with a deadline. There's things at stake. We're, We're, you know, there. There, are, there, are, there are deadlines and things like that. We don't give ourselves deadlines. We don't have it really anything at stake except for the, the, our future happiness. You know, the, the general limpness we have about our life and things like that. The that second bleeped. Um, I don't know. Should that <laughs> reader listener? <laughs> I, but we should say, hey, y- hey, guys at Fizzle uh, dot Co, you uh, you should let us know what you want us to bleep and not you, bleep you, if you, you want us bleeping at all.
1: By the way, side side note here, just for a quick tangent. Yeah. We're good at those. We, 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 uh, we use colorful language on this show, yeah. and it's interesting when you start using colorful language. At first, you get a lot of people who come out of the woodwork and just really are angry at you because of something you said. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep right. Going. Keep going. So, Ed, so if you listen to those people. And you really pay attention in the first three weeks, you could totally end up like changing your direction. Yeah. We basically didn't back off. We just kept plowing well, through. Well, because this
0: isn't our first rodeo. We knew, we already knew like, We know yeah. how
1: this works, but I'm just saying, like, it's really easy to listen to the squeaky wheels in the yeah. beginning,
0: the vocal minority.
1: And you could just totally, you could be like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't say limp or whatever you wanna say. And uh, and totally change course. What happened for us
0: was eventually those people just stopped listening, which is what you would expect them yeah. to do. And frankly, well, and there's a lot of reviews in iTunes where they're like, uh, or a ha- at least a handful where they're like, "Hey, FYI, they, you know, a little bit of not safe for work language." Yeah, you know, but but it's it's worth the content. And I think I think cussing uh, is basic is is like an audience identifier. It allows your audience to self-identify. Because frankly, the last thing we need not the last thing, I don't know. I don't want to be coy or trite about this thing. Because it's important, right? Why wouldn't why would we limit the size of our of our potential audience by using words and language that end up being uh, you know offensive to some people? Right. Well, because we want avid fans and we want people who are putting their on the line who are really doing this stuff and 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 there's a there's a million people you can go listen to about general business advice you know and if you're the kind of person who's going to be successful you're going to be successful no matter who you're listening to but we're actually making right, right here we're we get to be ourselves we get to be raw honest chase corbett caleb and we know for a fact that this is like saving people's lives basically because they're like oh my god it's just, it's honesty, it's good, it's it's just regular people, it's doing, they're thinking about things the way that I think about things, and they're not, we don't have to, not that it's about censoring, not that we're censoring ourselves, but just that it's like, I don't know, there's plenty of room out there, there's plenty of podcasts, you know, and, and there's some people who really, really, really resonate with this, not just because we cuss, but certainly that's like... A part of it that we think in these terms, you know, we don't wear, it. we don't have pleat front khaki pants.
1: Well, and the the tagline is honest online business, and part of me being honest and you being honest is yeah. just really being who we are, and that involves a little bit of colorful stuff once in a
0: it, while. But it's but you should know, listener, that this is something we've thought and talked a lot about. I mean, in some ways, we're pretty flippant. We know who we are. Like one of your biggest posts ever, Corbett is right. Epic, you know, S word, right? If you S word, S word, but it's uh, w- so in the writing of it, it's fine, right? People can filter that out. That's not playing on the car speakers while their kids are in the back. So I totally understand some people of these situations. People get really
1: angry with the writing of it, too, though. Really? Yeah, more, probably. Wow. Well, look, that Caleb, has... we get a ton of nasty emails whenever we cuss in a headline, right?
2: Oh, yeah. It comes back, and they're like, how dare you send an email with a swear word in the headline? Or mm. you, know. you know what's awesome, though?
1: If you write those people back and just kill them with kindness...
2: Mm. I mean,
1: it's
0: hard for me, because sometimes I'm like... You if you don't like my <laughs> blog post, I, I love the idea of course, You just, you just said, oh, I just kill him with. C- I f-ing love you. Are you dead yet? Are you? Oh, I love you so. You're, you're going to be so successful. Would you die already? What do you mean? <laughs> no, just, uh,
1: no, I mean, you just like, hey, I'm really sorry. You just walk on eggshells with him. Hey, yeah. I'm really sorry if it offended you, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes people come back and they're just like huge fans out
0: Yeah, that. and I think it, it makes a difference to when, you know, because I'm seeing a bunch of people, like, okay, so I have learned enough i I cuss a lot and i have a four-year-old and i'm learning i'm getting better and i also have you know had had dreams of doing the stage stuff being a stand-up or whatever and i know when i'm in that mode i just start cussing so 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 much as like a kind of a crutch you know (laughs) and it's like a girl who uh or boy who tries to just be like uh Instead of being interesting or themselves, they just like they just go for being super sexy because it's like at least that's a, a button I can push in other people or something like that. Same thing with the cussing, and it ends up coming off as juvenile stuff. So we try to 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 be grown ups about it, you know. But the truth is, language matters, and language is a self identifier in terms of like our audience really uses this these words, and these are real words, and frankly, they are just real words. You know, and, and and their words used, in, they have they connote meaning, and they're not they don't have some special religious sort of uh, weight to them, and and so anyways, I don't want it is a tangent, but it's important because i I'm, frankly I kind of want to hear what I would love for you guys to write us to to write in the iTunes reviews, to tweet us and tell us what what you think about it because because frankly I I want to know what because we don't hear from people who are like good job cussing we hear from <laughs> right, a lot of people who are like right. never ever cuss I'm yeah. going away I'm telling all my friends so you, know? you can write us at. <laughs> Hey, f***ers, at fizzle.co, <laughs> with the subject line, stop cussing. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that's a little tangent on language. I, the, the the takeaway there being like, you know what? It's incredibly liberating to just say, there's a... There's it's a, really nice to just, uh, we don't worry about it. I mean, honestly... No, but what's what's deeper than that is built in is the sense of like, I have to make this as applicable to the widest audience as possible, Right. That's a, there's a built in sort of modus operandi, about, like when we're thinking about doing a business thing. Yeah. Where if you go the opposite way and you say I'm going to make this a hundred percent me to the point where it's like just the, like I I offend people who do not resonate with my point of view on this stuff. We know that's the way. Like that's the way you're gonna. For me as a creator, it's liberating. It feels really really good. Yeah. To and, do that, and, 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 and it's it ends not up being sensational in terms. Of, it can't. You, you, no, balancing that with being over sensational, right? You, you know, you can touch a hotbed topic and like just come out with a huge link bait, you know, headline and do some sensational thing, and people are gonna be like, Wow, and good. You, you got a bunch of traffic to your side of people who don't agree with you, right? Like, yeah. good for you with your your traffic right. numbers, you know. Yeah. But um, so you don't want to be sensational. You want to be yourself. And that's what's liberating about this—is not being sensational, but but like real, but like just for us. This is how we talk. Is it you, you're, you know, when when I, I went through and read all the new iTunes comments, um, and there's a, there's a handful it's of new good ones, ones. It's great, yeah. And uh, I just love I I'm I here all the, all the things that people say, and and it just sounds like people really resonate with the fact that we're we're just talking through our own businesses and a bunch of other people's businesses out loud the way that we are. Yeah, we're not put, putting on you know new clothes or anything like that to to try to uh, appeal to a wider audience or anything. And and that's why I think Fizzle's so successful. I mean, people in there are just loving it because, and I think what comes first is we care about the journey that these people are on. Cause we've been there and we know what it's like to be starting up a blog and being like, Oh my god, is this even going to be possible? Like, am this feels weird. Like, I shouldn't I just go get a job somewhere? Like, what what's wrong? Like, is this even gonna? You know, all those fears, and sh- <laughs> I don't know because you just like started and didn't finish like five sentences. but that that was the point. I was creating a <laughs> montage. I was yeah, creating okay. a montage
1: in your, in I your was own Pam mind. And Sally, made and, a Jeff lot of and Jeffrey.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, you you make a good point, which is care about the thing that you're building more than you care about how you're coming off. And just, just go with whatever's comfortable for you and, and be honest and, and raw, and it works out. And so we're um, saying
2: that swearing isn't the option, even though two of your most popular posts on your blog ever are the ones with probably the most swear words on them.
0: Do you well, know? I, but, well, let's think about that for a second. I think that's because you ended up just coming out saying, I'm a real the, person, this is the way I talk. This is, I'm a this real is what person. me and my friends talk. No, the you know? point
1: is that it's it's like yeah, if you can if you can connect with someone in a way that just proves that you're not the typical asshole business blogger yeah. that's just trying to get page views, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you have some sort of like real humanness behind
0: what you're doing. Yeah, all of a sudden people are like, wow, yeah, that really and, connects with. And, them. and I when I I guess there that is a really deep, big, huge point. We're using this this silly little you know incision about cussing to get into this mess but really this is a huge point about the the hardest thing you you'll possibly do in your business is learn how to be you out loud and 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 create a, a successful business whilst being super authentic about your thing and this is a, for people who are building audiences and doing the thing that way i mean if you're just making a if you're making a product that that screws onto this thing and and turns the lights on a different color or whatever then it's like you have different problems to solve, in ways to grow your business but for most of us trying to build an actual audience trying to be an educator trying to be mm-hmm. a teacher about a thing then um when you can do that and be <sighs> Not just be yourself. It's like you have to discover. You have to work. It took you a long time to get to a point where you realize you could you could put a cuss word in a headline. Yeah, you know, like that's what I'm talking about. That built it. Like, why did that take so long? It's because these unseen sort of scripts that we were just kind of adhering to. Yeah, and once you break that seal and realize that people respond because they're in it for you and for they're in it for themselves first. Yeah, they're like I'm on a I'm on the ride of my life and I'm trying to figure this out. And you just wrote something that that struck to the core of me, right? Did it happen? It doesn't mean like you could throw in a headline and all of a sudden you're going to strike to the core of someone but it was because you were coming from a place of of a real point of view and a real uh perspective on things yeah. that's why it resonated with people and
1: that's all part of finding your voice and um we have two great episodes on that if you guys haven't listened to the first the very two first episodes two, yeah of the fizzle show those are both about finding your so voice that,
0: yeah. and we're going to revisit that cuz it's a really great I, topic. I think it's the biggest thing you you know what honestly you said that in our very first the very like early on yeah. first 5 minutes of that show you're like i think this is the biggest this is the biggest possible thing that you could get into. I feel like it's a lifelong journey that we're all on. And, and- I didn't believe it at the time. Yeah. And now, I do, ab- duh, like you're duh. Com- you're coming around. It's so true. This is what business is. You yep. know what I mean? It, it, well, there's. don't get me wrong, there's best practices and stories and case studies you can hear. Sure. Right? <laughs> That's great. We want to help you. That's what our business is in, is yep. helping you just connect some of those dots, not make those mistakes that so many of us yep. has made. But then, strap in, because you've got a long ride to figure out who you are and what you're here for. Yeah. And that's the, that's the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. And yep. when you can find, when you can find yourself in that, and when you, it's really, I don't know, it's really enriching. So this, the, and this has a
1: good segue back to where we were. I actually oh, that, remember. This is going to be amazing. I actually this remember amazing where pulse. we were, but but <laughs> before we get back to where we were, just one more thing, um, for people listening to this, I know that we have a lot of fans who aren't necessarily Fizzle members or, you know, haven't bought any courses from us or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. That's totally cool. But if you guys want to help us out, there's two things you can do. One, leave us a review. We love them, yeah. first of all.
0: Well, it, it, do you Have you noticed the thing that I'm doing in those, or I did for a season there was like, I don't know what these reviews do. <laughs> we just have heard stories that are <laughs> right. helpful. Yeah. I, Nobody you know, really we, I don't knows. know if we... I don't know if we've been back up. We've had the biggest, biggest ever weeks. Every week's bigger than the last. Yeah, we've had some really big weeks. And I don't think we've been in the top anything. No, but the
1: the second thing you can do, which Mm. does help us, I think this actually drives iTunes reviews, is click the subscribe button in iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, subscribe to our thing via iTunes, and Mm. that will just basically automatically download new shows for you within iTunes. But click the subscribe button, if you haven't done that before, in iTunes. And uh, that actually helps drive our rankings within the overall podcast universe. So, getting back to where we were. We're talking about finding your voice. I brought up a story about a guy named Robert who had taken some courses with us and he now is feeling
0: like I'm amazed right now that you you were <laughs> able to just like take us on that on, and then you it's like it's like you're you're merging us back in I unleashed You cr- we created a branch out here and now you're merging it back in I unleashed a
1: Reeves tangent for a good 15 minutes <laughs> or unleashed so Unleash the
0: Reeves
1: <laughs> But you got to keep you got to keep a leash <laughs> on the Reeves when you unleash him
0: <laughs> We we <wish. laughs> The weaves, <laughs> but weave the wee shot. <laughs> exactly. We just watched FIFA goes uh not FIFA goes west, uh, uh American Tale. American The American Tale. Not for you the first, and I. First time me, and, me <laughs> and my son Aiden.
2: The three of us God. just watched it. <laughs> Caleb and I and to get, still. To get I'm still up.
0: not allowed to tell my wife that I showed that to my son because she's like, it's terrifying. It's super terrible. There's a scene where the big the secret weapon comes out. We the secret weapon. <laughs> now you're getting the yeah. weaves the weaves, right?
1: I thought maybe you were doing a uh, Mel Brooks thing for a little while there.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't. Melage <laughs> is what us together. <laughs> I like it. Anyhow, okay, so he, he was learning how to do the finding your voice thing. Well, no, he's not learning how to do it. What he's sorry, feeling, sorry, yeah.
1: he's feeling like um, you know, he he just doesn't have his heart in it anymore. And and this gets back
0: to it, give me some context here. Has he already been successful with this thing? Is it Yeah, he
1: had so, he had some like moderate success with his site. And um and I think he could have pushed it a lot further, but you know, maybe there was always a little bit of resistance from yeah. within.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so this gets back to once you launch a product you not only have to figure out, is this a good fit for the audience, but you have to figure, figure out if it's a good fit for me. Yeah. And part of that might just be finding your voice. You went through this whole process. You built a little bit of an audience. You had an idea of a problem you could solve for them. You created a product. And now you're feeling just down about the whole mm-hmm. thing. And is that because you're just burned out? Or is it because you sort of chose something maybe that was a bit more opportunistic and it should have been, mm. yeah, and not something that That's, you really had your heart in. That feels with. like
0: a little bit of new, in, in, like uh, revelations for me. Um, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> this concept between between uh, the difference? And actually, someone just tweeted this right now about just the difference that we, d- we were getting into in the last two episodes about looking, coming at things from an opportunity perspective first or from a care perspective first. And, and maybe there's, I think you can learn, you can, you learn care over time, right? You, you can, you can learn to invest and as you see other people's stories become important to you, right? Uh So there's an opportunity. I got involved and I realized, you know, so the, the, the main thing is that you end up with a business that has both opportunity that, and that you care about. It's just that I know of so many more people where all the all the dream stories happen where you cared about a thing first you're geeking out about it doing things not even uh, not even aware that there could ever be a business in this thing in some ways right yeah and then business just finds you you know and a lot of these people were on the internet earlier or they're geeking out about things at early stage of of this stuff and then ends up growing an audience because other people got involved or whatever right
1: yeah and and it's not to say that there aren't Great businesses that were started as opportunities, because there are. There no, there are, but I mean, you gotta have
0: you gotta have like a briefcase and stuff, you know. Well, or you
1: have to care so much about just the business. Some people geek out about business itself and just about the process of building one and about optimizing everything. And some of those people do really great and build really big successful businesses. Now, some of them, after they build a successful business, look at the
0: guys who just built
1: something with heart, and they're jealous because they wish they had
0: done something but like wait, wait, that. I mean it. I mean couldn't you say that about everybody? I mean I I know of guys that I look at their business and I'm like oh I'm so jealous. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I think well, that's always is greener that's always going to be built in. But you're true. You're right about there are people who who geek out about the business sort of stuff without the necessary without necessarily a, a big, you know, care factor in the beginning. Yeah. And that's totally fine. What I actually want to educate people on is just like pay attention to who you are. Cause you might be in what's this gentleman's name that we Robert. You might be in Robert's place where you do the work because you geek out about the business enough to see there's an opportunity and you know how to build an audience and the thing that, like the whole long list that we got into about making a product last week yeah uh you might see or actually this might be uh a few weeks ago depending on when we air this yeah, right? yeah it's a few weeks ago um so but uh anyways the you might find yourself in that situation where you've done all that stuff and you generated a little bit of an audience and a little bit of revenue and you're like but now you're like well Because what happens is you, as you're doing a, I mean, business is doing a business is self discovery. You're learning more and more and more about yourself as you do this work, as you discover an audience, and as you realize, like, oh, I'm really, I'm really liking this thing, and I wish I could apply this stuff that I just learned over here over there. Yeah, but that means I would, that means I would have to kind of stop doing this or doing that on the side. I don't think I have enough time for. So that's is that where you're going with Robert? Well, so it really depends on who you are. My advice to Robert was,
1: you know. Life is short. There's no reason to spend a bunch of time doing something that you really don't enjoy. Yeah. If your heart's not in it, then move on. You yeah. know. But it kind of depends on what kind of person you are. You know. If you're just procrastinating, but there is that that core person inside of you who does geek out about business stuff and just wants to optimize a business, and it doesn't really matter what topic it is. But maybe you're just procrastinating because you're, I don't know. You know. You have money hangups or something yeah. like that. Then, then maybe you could push through, but I got the sense from Robert that he, he sounded like the kind of person that needed to care about what he was doing a lot to really yeah. enjoy it and to dig in, and and I think that's kind of who you are, Chase, definitely, yeah. as well. Caleb, this, I think, relates a lot to your experience with doing personal finance stuff, right? So Yeah,
2: it definitely does. Y-
1: you, you recently kind of decided to switch gears a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I had stopped writing about it, but I hadn't really made it public, and I was just trying to do it without addressing it so i was talking about personal finance for a year year and a half or whatever and then i just quit talking about it completely but people were still finding me through old links search engine um my email opt-in still was about personal finance and stuff and it's like even if i wanted to quit talking about it i kind of couldn't because people would be emailing me about it and they'd be recommending me to other people and so I just got to this point where it's like, okay, I've wanted to do this product for so long. I just need to get this thing out the door. I almost don't even care if it makes a sale. It's just this mental thing I need to get out of my head yeah. and into yeah. a product and with a buy button. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I mean, I did care how many sales I got and I did push for the launch and everything. But once I launched it, I kind of said, okay, I'm done with talking about that thing now. Mm. Yeah. And then moved on to the next thing which was entrepreneurship and talking about everything we talk about here and getting more into doing video stuff instead of personal finance. And so it it was a big mental struggle to get to that point to be like, okay, what do I have to do to finish this project that I've been working on for multiple years? Um, And it just took me a while to actually figure out what that was and then do it and then eventually change my domain name. So it's not branded that way at all either. So,
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's really what's interesting. What I really love about that is that you didn't get all. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you were doing this stuff with Corbett and me on the side, or, or you know, or whatever, doing Pocket Changed on the side, whichever yeah. way we think about it. You were doing these things in parallel, and so there was uh, you were seeing other pastures in some ways. You right. know, I mean? so you didn't feel boxed in. I feel like I've been in Robert's situation where you feel kind of like boxed in. I just did all this work. I just painted myself into this corner. Mm-hmm. And now if I want to get into a different room, like there are things at stake here, you know, but what I like is that it, there there's, that's fine. You painted yourself in no corner, like walk out, you know, like yeah. just fucking it. stupid paint. Like yeah. just walk on it. Um, because what you're, what you're talking about, Caleb is you're able to make decisions and, and, and move out of a sense of, of, I don't know, creative authenticity, uh, without, instead of being in fight or flight mode, Yeah.
2: Yeah, we and I think emails. I got that I got that from Corbett a little bit too because there are products that he's created and we've created that okay, two of the four big things that we've made so far. Um, people can't buy at all right now. Yeah. And those yeah. are big retired sources of them. revenue. They're retired. Yeah. yeah. They're they're up in the banisters. You cannot get them to come back mm. and play anymore. So mm-hmm. And then we're even merging the two existing ones together into one thing just to simplify and to focus and to put all of our energy into one thing. So, yeah, I think I started to see that through working with you, Corbett, and then looking at other people that really are good at simplifying and containing what they do inside of projects like Seth Godin Mm -hmm. always uses that word projects. And yeah, so yeah.
0: That's another thing I really like is the sense that you're like, okay, how do I put a fork in this thing? I've got to make. I did all this work. I made this thing. Let's write the book and put it up for sale. And that's something that I still want to do for Father Apprentice. I kind of I leave it out there as as a thing to. Because a lot of people are, there's one post on how to put down a a sleeping baby without waking them up. And it's like, it's The images on that
2: post are hilarious. I've seen it. Yeah, they're great. They're
0: great. Put the beast down. (laughs) Arms slide away. (laughs) It's really, it's a phenomenal tip for anyone that has a baby, you know. And this really only works for the first, you know, basically just up to about a year. Um, But it's insanely helpful. Oh, my God so I, I i i'm really working hard not to go into some reverie about walking around with an ergo baby carrier you know three a.m.s around portland in the rain just to get him to go to sleep and then get him in the crib and he wakes right back <laughs> You're like, you know? oh that half hour was so, wasted exactly no that 40 <laughs> that three hours was wasted um but uh, uh i still have all this great stuff i have a book written I have a book written. It's in Markdown files in my thing, Yeah, you know, but it never got to that point that I felt like was good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I never really was in a situation. I was always moving on from one to the next, to the next, to the next and the other parts of my life uh, in terms of career stuff until I, where I landed here, where it's just like, we haven't, I haven't been able to come up from air from this is and I haven't wanted to. It's like, this is feels so much like the rest of my life. Yeah. What we're doing a fizzle. So, um, but still there's this great thing. There's people, this that would be really helpful. I love the idea of putting a fork in it with something, whether it's just a, uh, I like the idea of doing something, even if you just charge a buck for it or two bucks or $9 or whatever, because it forces you into that mode of, you know, at least I have to make it good enough for someone somewhere to pay some money and not be like super pissed off about it.
1: Yeah. And I do like the idea of kind of putting a bow on it. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to move on at least. At least turn it into something that is like an archival yeah. sort of thing. I
0: have this dream of every of take of not working at all every December and making a book uh, of the last year mm-hmm. of doing a physical book, you know, and it would be. Uh, you know, obviously images and text, blog posts, things like work that, and Jer- like, life, like personal pic- stuff, pictures of yeah, of notebooks that you know, whether it's personal or, or professional or whatever. You know, code commits, like just a silly page of like code commits for Fizzle, things like that, where it's like this was my year. Yeah, you know that would that I want to make that a book lot of every people year. do that. Are, are you, are you, you still- formally
2: asking for the month of December off right now, <laughs>
0: Corbin? <laughs> it? it. No, this <laughs> is this is not going to work. So we'll be moving and all this other stuff this year. But this is what this was going to be the first year. No,
1: but that's a lot like just an annual review process. I think a lot of people yeah. take a week off and, and reflect on the past year.
0: Those post-mortems, because like, Chris Johnson and his Fizzle uh, founder story talks about those as well. And there's something that they t- hit at Simplifilm take very seriously. And I've heard a lot of other people since he mentioned it to me because I had like, the thought of doing a post when I was doing client work and stuff. was like, once you get, ship the thing to the client and you get your money, Like I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about it or think about it or anything. And they look very critically at like what did we do? Uh, how, how could it have been better? Uh, you know, and then they they adjust their process, and mm-hmm. that makes so in any sort of creative services environment, any sort of services environment. If you spend that extra two hours talking about, uh, like, thinking critically about what you did, oh my goodness, like because because those those jobs are so uh, you know process oriented. Yeah, you got to if like, you just improve, improve your process each time. Oh, totally it's great. Okay, keep going.
1: Okay, so we've been talking about the entrepreneur fit, and you know, I I don't know how to put a fork in this to say there's a definitive way to decide if if the thing that you just launched was right for you or not. But you're going to be looking at it from a few different ways. You know, just how does this thing feel? Does it feel right to yeah. me? Does this feel like this, the thing that I want to be doing for the next decade? Um, does it feel like I'm having the kind of impact on people that I want to have? And then also, of course, there's the um, monetary side of it, which is, okay, I put uh, these, you know, weeks or months into this thing. What was the outcome? and is that the outcome that i was looking for and if not why and then you yeah. got to dig into all the
0: so i hear why. you what i hear you saying is okay uh so so robert was having this problem uh, where he felt like man maybe this isn't the right spot um and what you're, you're what i hear you saying is like here's some things to look at about like some categories almost of that discontent so categories of discontent might be a potential headline (laughs) or a a title for this show um categories of discontent or whatever where it's like okay this thing isn't maybe it's not maybe it's not working maybe i should move on maybe i shouldn't i put a lot of work into this thing and so but i don't But I have a general sense of discontentness with it a lot of the times it's probably pretty clear maybe most of the time it's clear you didn't make. I launched the thing. I spent a lot of time making this thing. I launched it, and I only sold two copies. Mm-hmm. It, like that's clearly the point of like, all right, is this supposed to be what I'm? Is this where I'm? Where I am? Or am I? It, is there nothing really here for me to to build my business on? So there's that. But there's a you meant So mention those others again in the, in that context, real quick, just because. Now that I know what you're talking about, it makes more sense. Yeah. So there's revenue stuff you were saying. Yeah.
1: There's the just the yeah the sales of the thing. Yeah. You know how did that go? And we'll dig into that. I think that's the whole second half of the show. Okay. Um. But then there's the entrepreneur stuff. You know, it's all the it's all the internal stuff. It's like, how does this feel? Does it feel right to me? Um. Is this the kind of thing that I want to be doing for the next decade? Is this project having the kind of impact on people that I want? Because a lot of satisfaction in what you do is actually, um. What you're helping other people with, and and how much change you're helping them go through, yeah. you know, and um, it's really easy to love a project when people are writing you every day, giving you kudos for helping transform their life or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if all you get are angry emails asking for refunds because your product was, it's going to be pretty hard to be satisfied with that long term.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's interesting because what it makes me think of is, is two things. Okay, two things. Number one, this is the first of two things is uh is that's what we do as entrepreneurs is we make tough decisions okay and then number two is uh i'll get into it in a second hopefully i'll remember it by the time i get there. <laughs> but um but the first being yeah you know, first of all just realize this this is what we do for a living you can't keep two things straight at the same time we keep now i can't remember the first <laughs> we make tough decisions this is what it's like to be a, an entrepreneur it really is it, 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 we, we have to, you know, and some people look at it super analytically. Entrepreneurialism is just assessing risk and moving, making decisions based on, you know, logical outcomes, you know. <laughs>
1: in economics. And economics. And, and, yeah.
0: And, and it's great. I love that people can look at the world that way. To me, that is zero boners. That is not interesting or exciting in any way. Um, but but uh, it, that's good. That's how they look at the world, that's how they have to make the decisions in it. Um, and you got to realize which kind of person you are and, and how, you, how you make those sorts of decisions. But no matter which kind of person you are, you're going to have to make tough decisions like this. This thing, I did a lot of work. I got to this point, and now I have to make this. Now I'm at this dip. You know what Seth Godin calls the dip, or now I'm at this moment. You know, and by the way, we should mention the the quit pivot or persevere uh, episode. Which Caleb, can you find which number that is? Do you know I'll which look. one it is? Um, but this is what we do. We make hard decisions. You're going to get to a point, and you're going to make a decision. And it's important that you can be brutal and insightful and incisive. About that decision, you know, and it's going to be tough. Of 17. course, it's going to be tough. It's number seventeen. Yep. Okay, so that was number seventeen. If you haven't listened to that, you for sure need to go back. And if, if if you haven't listened to that, and this is like where you are, you have to go listen to that. But this is what we do. Of course, it's going to be tough. Expect the tough decision. Expect you know you frankly should expect you get to this stage where you've got like moderate success or moderate good results. Yeah. You know, and and because it's an ambivalence, an ambiguity that's kind of like the ambiguity of success in this mode it's worse than failure because now it's up to you whether you keep going or not
1: yeah exactly yeah and it's it's a it's a hard question because you have to expect that on average you're going to have like average results which yeah. are not phenomenal mm. and that's what happens to most people you don't it's not like your first uh, you know product or whatever is going to be a home run yeah. probably you're going to have something that you know does okay makes some sales but it's not like replacement income necessarily and you have to decide like is this worth pushing through and, and making work or you might not really sell much at all and then you have a, a harder decision but you know in some cases people do hit home runs we know yeah. people all the time that do that so those do exist like those stories do exist where the stars aligned they picked the right topic they had a good voice mm-hmm. um, they knew how to approach it and and they hit a home run so you could keep looking for those. You know, mm-hmm. you could spend a decade looking for your home run, yeah. um, but I think, on the other hand, you can kind of engineer a home run over time. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that you really care about, your gut tells you there's an opportunity there, um, your first time out was kind of, you know, lukewarm success, yeah. starting from that point, you probably can engineer a home run over time, it's just going to take a while. Well, yeah. and if you follow okay, the
2: process so. we laid out for doing a product that shouldn't take you that long and whether that's a failure or that's a success you just move on and keep going so
0: yeah yeah and, and that's one that mindset of just realizing like this is my first time out no baseball player hits a home run his first year maybe some do i don't know i don't understand.
2: that was before. not a that was a really long time frame to give someone to hit home run maybe <laughs> yeah, their first that at is, bat. that is long. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe
0: first at bat that's that's right but yeah your first at bat but that mindset alone of just realizing like uh you know, Bull Durham style, like, hey, I'm gonna be a washed up guy in the in double A's and I'm gonna I'm gonna be an excellent coach. Like super good coach. And that I won't know that's my life calling until I get there. You know, uh and and that I need to be a the point being, don't settle for whatever. The point being realize you're gonna have a bunch of at bats. Just to anticipate that. Yeah. And and learning from your audience well, and your business over time.
1: But but how many times you swing the bat is up to you as an entrepreneur. And this is something that I think, um, becomes a roadblock that just totally halts most people. Hmm. Um, they take one swing, and then they think their entire entrepreneurial career was based on that swing, yeah. and they don't have the mental you know, stamina to do it again. Whereas other people, I, I love the attitude of, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to launch this product, and because I love this subject and I know there's something there, I'm going to launch this product. I'm going to give myself a week to relax. Then I'm going to start working on the second one right away. Yeah. And then I'm going to do the same thing the next time. And I'm going to do four of those over the course of a year or 18 months. Yeah. And you know, I, I challenge you not to have a success on your hands if you do it four yeah, times. It's in exactly a
0: row. that. Like I challenge you not to have a success on your hands. If you, if you're doing the work of educating your educating yourself about, about bit general business stuff, you don't need much education. You really don't like, like, I don't want to toot my own horn here or our own horn. I, I toot your guys' horns plenty of times. I mean, I think (laughs) we both know that phrasing, Uh, but, (laughs) but, but really just listening to this, getting to a sense of like, okay, what is business? And just thinking about things on that, at that big scale of like, what is business? And what does it mean for me, myself, Chad, Jesse, whatever your name is in your business? What does it mean for me? What is, what is the dream for me? What does this look like? And just thinking about things on the, on, on this level and, and, if you hustle now and you go and you go hard and fast it, it, within the the bounds of your your body and your intellect, I challenge you not to have a success on your hands after ten years. Yeah, you know, hustling is, is the thing, but you don't want to. just It's not you. You know, you work smarter, not harder, or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Go go go. Read the Four Hour Work Week and do create create your massive business from a hammock or whatever. <laughs> exactly. You know. But okay, back to the second thing, which you thought I forgot about oh, no. for sure. Damn. You're, not, you're not the only successful merger and acquisition in this conversation. See,
1: so like a, a watch
0: bomb is like Caleb
1: being unexpectedly funny. What's the equivalent for chase unexpectedly <laughs>
0: coming around to the Forgetting point. Forgetting what I was he was going to gonna say. It. And then 20 minutes yeah. later, he remembers. Yeah, I think it's a revelation <laughs> a revelation, <laughs> um, revelation, <laughs> but we get, I get emails all the time uh, from fizzlers who, uh, and I like, and I love hearing from them. They're like, "Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this, or I'm doing this, that, and the other." And normally, it's like around this question of like, "Here's what I'm struggling with right now." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, you know, I got one the other day of like, "Hey, man, uh, really excited to, uh, really, really, really glad to, to, to have found you guys. Like, really look up to you guys, and this, that, and the other. I'm going to be right up there with you at some point, like totally owning the blogging scene. My only problem is I really hate writing. Like, I <laughs> hate it." <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I just I, I'll, I you know I, I won't tell you all the things I got into uh, in the response but but the point the point being like this you <laughs> this is the work that you have to do yeah this is the work that you have to do yeah and and don't get me wrong writing is tough like I love getting these emails from people who are like another thing that w- we'll always hear uh, and this was actually the one I was really thinking of is so many people are writing saying like dude things are not going well. I'm at a, I, like, I don't feel, like, I just this, this moment, this, like, Ro, is his name Roger that we're talking about? Robert? Robert. Robert. This Robert moment. And I love getting to talk to these people at this point. Because the first thing I say is, first of all, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. This is exactly. It's supposed to be a struggle. Where you're yeah. supposed to be. Second of all, this is really good. Because it means you're getting fed up enough to get to a point of actually making a, a decision one way or the other, mm-hmm. and I don't, and and we're not talking about you should make this decision or that decision. It's just you're getting to a point where you're you're there's in, like some energy. It's like a compressed spring. It happened. This yeah. is how it happens. You only start to change your ways when you really crack your skull up against that wall enough to realize, like, okay, it's not going to move anymore. I think, and I don't, I frankly, I don't think it ever really did move. <laughs> I think that was mostly just me thinking some dumb stuff, you know. <laughs> but like. That, those are exciting moments. The, this, is the, this is important stuff to go through, and we experience this sort of downtroddenness. This, uh, what, what was our, uh, our episode that we launched a, a few back, which was Why, uh, are, why are You Discouraged? Yep. This discouragement, this pain of this stuff, right? You experience that. It's exactly where you're supposed to be. Take it as like a punch on the jaw from someone who actually cares about you who knows you're what you're capable of yeah and they're saying you're not there yet you know what i mean you're not there yet and it's like you know mr miyagi your favorite corbett in your room with Cor- <laughs> i love that image i would love for a listener to put this picture of corbett with like karate kid memorabilia everywhere <laughs> and his dad like peeking in and him saying get out of your dad you're not mr miyagi <laughs> you'll never be mr miyagi <laughs> Yeah, why don't you go find some chopsticks and start practicing, Dad? Because you're never gonna be the one I love. <laughs> but anyways, this this point of you're exactly where you're supposed to be. This is you, this thing that you're experiencing. This is your teacher. That like Henry Rollins has this awesome uh, art, or essay about the iron. He says, you know, one of, the, one of my favorite quotes from there is like, friends may come and go, but 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. The iron doesn't lie to you. If you can pick up 100 pounds today and then 200 pounds next week and then the next week you can only pick up 120, like the, lie, the iron isn't being tough on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just being the iron. It's being what it is. Your business That's is being great. exactly what it is. And you, if you can take this apprentice mode and say like, yes, I'm going to learn from business. I'm going to learn from business over the next of, uh, you know, five, 10 years. Then it's like, you're going to, you're, you're, you're tackling life with such a perspective of, of openness and receptiveness. Uh, you're going to be able to take it. Your soul's not going to be crushed by this stuff, which is the, to me, the big, the big, the big lose in this whole thing is just like what you said. You had your first at bat and you thought it was all like, well, clearly I'm not good at entrepreneurial stuff. I'll never be an entrepreneur. I should go. You know, it's like, maybe you shouldn't be right. Maybe you shouldn't be. And so no, we're not here to say you should or shouldn't, but the truth is if you're going back to limp, whatever job you were doing, you know, and you're going to, and you're going to be super moody and introspective to your wife. and You're going to treat your kids like crap. You're going to do, you're going to turn into a shell of a person. Then it's like, you're losing that battle all because you didn't have the right expectations and mindset when you did this first thing.
1: Yeah. And all that complaining and stuff, I think it's just like, it, it comes from a place of wishing that something would just be handed to you and realizing that there's a lot of really hard work ahead of you and there's no way to get around it. It's like you took your first swing it was a half-assed swing,
0: you didn't hit a home
1: run, and
0: now you're gonna complain about it and sulk because yeah. But and and you also got we also feel for those people because we've been there, right? Yeah. The challenge is we didn't do this in a time where a million bloggers were saying, you could totally easily do this, all you gotta this, that, and the <laughs> right. other. You know what yeah. I mean? And and of course, like the irony is we just said that a little while ago. But we did say, you'll I challenge you not to have a success in ten years if you hustle starting right now. Yeah. You know? We're not saying Six figures in six months. Yeah. We're not saying. And it, hopefully, hopefully there is a, some sort of distinction. Uh, and I'm just going to trust that our listeners do think so because they say as much. And every comment and, and opportunity they get a ch- I love our listeners, by the way.
1: I know. I Just want to hug them. Well, just want to hug them and squeeze them.
2: <laughs> and Corbett, you and said, pat them. <laughs> your whole story about your startup and like, what if you just walked away with your tail between your legs after that? Like, or
1: the time before that? Or The time I mean, before that. You know, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a decade. <laughs> uh since i started working on yeah. entrepreneurial things and and now only now i'm you know lucky enough to have an awesome little three-person company that i really love and we have a blast every day yeah and things are looking up well, not every day i not mean every we day.
0: were in some pretty crappy code all day that's that's true but but also i mean it's when it's also hard and caleb maybe you could say this i can't really point back at when my uh when i when i started my entrepreneurial thing but it really I, this has been instructive for me to like think about it historically because it comes back to when i started writing uh, on an on a site you know my first mm-hmm. site like write to Mean, which turned into Be chase which turned into ice to the brim or whatever and i and father apprentice along the way and that's a that's like 5 years in the making and before that i had i had other stuff that i was doing there was a lot of creative work before that like but it was all just silly stuff none of it was that professional but realizing like yeah i'm about, i'm in my 6th year of writing pretty hardcore yeah. and and really writing is a is is a perfect uh, metaphor for this because like the guy who wrote and said i just hate writing it's like yeah it, kinda, it's super you, hard yeah cuz it's like you're staring at a blank page and it's asking you So, what are you made of, kid? You know, and you're like trying to impress the people that you love and and that that you would really love for your heroes to pay attention to. When you you need to realize, this is just you clock
2: in, you clock out. Yeah, writing is work. You don't have like a bunch of friends over and like, okay, let's all write. I've never done that. Have you guys ever done that? No. You don't like go to like Tahoe on the lake. But I got to tell you,
1: podcasting is not so much work because you do have friends over and just. I mean, I sometimes
0: feel like we're just having the time of our <laughs> lives. You know what I mean? It's just all of us together. And don't now that you say that, you know, the uh, Caleb. I would really love to have a writing party. Um, you know, cause sometimes I get together with my friends. And I play some board games and some card games and stuff. But I would. To be honest, I think it'd be pretty cool to get some friends together and like write a blog post or something, like, or everybody writes a different blog post on their own blog or something like that. But it's lot it's different than podcasting because you don't have headphones, or maybe you have headphones on, but you're not listening to each other talk. You know what I mean? And that's the important thing about writing is you're not listening to each other talk. <laughs> I wonder if our effeminate Atlantan
1: <laughs> contingent of listeners <laughs> is offended right now.
0: I, don't, I just I don't <laughs> know why you even bring that up. I mean, <laughs> I just like being me out loud in front of other people. So what were you going to say about Roger? Man, you're good at that. <laughs> Um can we break down so so we
1: were talking about the entrepreneurial fit and then the product fit and one big measure is just you know did i sell anything yeah or not and what were my expectations but if you didn't sell that much um you have to ask yourself why like mm-hmm. and you can break it down into a couple of categories and then from there you can break it down a little bit further so when you think about selling something there are two big uh factors at play the first is how many people were aware that this thing was for sale, and you know saw okay. that thing. Basically, it's like how many visitors saw my sales page. If mm-hmm. we're talking about something, yeah, online. that's a measurable or,
2: thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, or if you have a store, like how many people saw my ad or came to my store were yeah. aware that I had this thing for sale. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one side of it, okay. And that's just a quantifiable thing, like how many people came and saw this. You know, that this was available. The second thing is of the people that came and looked at it how many ended up buying it and that's yeah. just your conversion rate basically mm-hmm. so the conversion rate you can break down a little bit further and um it could have something to do with the sales copy like you you didn't do a good enough job of yeah. explaining it even though the thing really had benefits mm-hmm. so that's one thing another is that maybe the value proposition was not there like you did a good job of explaining it but it's just not that worthwhile to people so yeah. they They read your pitch, and they're like, no, I don't need that. Or it doesn't match up
2: with the price.
1: Right, exactly. The third thing could be that the people who saw it didn't convert because they were the wrong visitors. So maybe there's a group of people out there that do have the problem that you were pitching them on, but the people that you got to come and check out your site um, didn't have that problem, and so they weren't the right visitors, and so they didn't end up buying it. And then finally, the last thing is, maybe you did a good job of explaining it Maybe the value proposition is there, and maybe these were the right visitors, but maybe your pricing was off. Mm. Maybe you didn't you know, have it bundled up, packaged, yeah. and priced in the right way. Yeah. So these are some different things, different ways to break it down. So when you're asking yourself, oh, man, why didn't I sell enough of these? Don't just immediately write it off that, well, it's not good enough. Yeah. You know, First of all, ask yourself, how many people actually just were aware of this and visited it? And is it realistic for me to have expected to sell more than two? Because maybe you only had two hundred visitors come by your site, mm. and it's totally in the realm of possibilities that you would only sell two based yeah. on those two hundred people. You know, um, and then if you did have a lot of people come by, but they still didn't buy it, then ask yourself why. Break it down a little bit better. Did I explain it well enough? Is the the benefit there for these people? Are yeah. these the right visitors that are coming to? What
0: it? I love that you're you're saying. What can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. And then, because I mean, the point, the dream here, not the point, but the dream, is that you're like, okay. I launched this thing. I had... That's what we're talking about is someone who launched the thing who had like almost no success for very moderate success for success that didn't meet the expectation that they either knew or didn't know that they had <laughs> right you know because um, for me I would latent expectations I so don't know about the expectations I have until something until I get disappointed by something and you're like oh I and guess I, my <laughs> expectations were higher than ah, that. <laughs> I totally wanted her to love me but she totally rejected me <laughs> and too bad <laughs> so but but when you look at that as an opportunity to learn something because you're so all in on this topic business whatever on this this direction darts like was the example that we were using uh, a few episodes ago if you're like, I, I know I'm going, I'm spending the rest of my life helping like regular people learn how to play decent darts
1: or throw knives.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love that as a tagline, by the way. I'm Chase Reeves. I'm spending the rest of my life helping regular people play pretty decent darts. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway decent darts. <laughs> I like that. But you know, if, you, if you're so all in on that, and you're, it, there is a level at which things get a little bit delusional, right? And you want to kind of be careful not to be delusional. But at the same time, as an entrepreneur, you got to be super dumb enough to like go for it even though your mom and and your loved ones are all telling you you're sort of you're sort of not doing it right and i don't believe you have this in you you came from my loins and i know for sure you're not made of good stock but i mean you're adorable i love you but you keep trying it but you're not gonna be (laughs) adorable you're adorable which is kind of like a deductive version of adorable (laughs) it's like well there's adorable and you're just a little less than that but i don't even know where that came from i don't either but the, the 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 point I was getting at was now I now I super lost it it's totally gone Uh, remind me what I was saying a revelation it's coming (laughs) I can feel it (laughs) that's the hard thing about having a mind like mine is I just go from one thought to the next without without much of a care squirrel squirrel (laughs) god Pixar you're the best Um, no what was I saying though Caleb you were listening there was something in it rewind the tape Caleb I wish I had that ability (laughs) That was my backwards laugh. It's really bad. Uh, anyways, I, I'm not going to get it then, am I? You guys don't even remember where I was talking about. Well. Uh. <laughs> well, so. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> uh. No, anyways, keep going. Whatever. It'll come back. You'll get hit. No, wait. The point of this thing. I do remember I did. I did say the point is this thing it, it is you care enough about this direction that you're going? Were
1: you actually looking at something on your phone just now, or were you just kind of nervously scroll, fake scrolling on
0: it? No, no, I I, I wrote one thing. Oh, and I said, and a little just, but now that you uh, made me all self conscious about it, the point of this thing, or at least the goal here, being uh, to love your thing enough to stick with it through the results and into optimizing it. You're, a, you're asking of these questions. The meta question you're asking is like, what can I learn from this? Yeah, and is it a and the, the goal being like I hope I, my my dream for you is that you're in you know you're going to keep going in this direction and you're just w- looking at how do I optimize this how do I change this how do I update this how do I make a 2.0 how do I make next time better because um, I'm going to stick with this because I know enough about me and about the business world to be like I'm going to give this another go but even if even if you don't know that you're still asking this question of what can I learn from this uh, about if this is the right direction for yeah. me stick stick with it keep yeah. going take persevere. this out of the
1: basically like take a. F- a failure an individual failure first of all don't let it reflect on your entire world it's just one thing that you tried that didn't work yeah. it doesn't mean that the whole idea is shit. Yeah. and and take yourself out of the emotional realm of I'm not good enough, and nobody likes me. Yeah. To being an engineer, about the fact that this thing we didn't go like as well as I hoped. It
0: funeral service for that, though, because that is like a thing that's hard to let go of. That like I'm not good because you want you want to let out you want to put out a successful thing, and then everybody realizes how great you are. Mm-hmm. That's what you want so bad. Yeah, you want that so Finally. damn bad. You and want a reality TV show, and it's not your fault. We all want that. You didn't do. You're not like de- defective. We all want that so bad. Yeah, you know that's why we're all in this racket. Probably, yeah. you know, that's how we get started. But that's we, why we spend hours editing a podcast every week. Just, yeah. Just so those five people will hear us. Just, how do I add a little reverb to my Georgia voice to get a little bit better? No, I <laughs> but no, but, but the truth is like, that's a, that's a thing we all feel and acknowledge it and move on mm-hmm. because, uh, and and realize like you can you can say as many prayers as you want light as many incense as you want that thing gets burned out of you over time as you choose to push on and ask these kinds of questions that you were just talking about Corbett because it really you might think like oh i i'm so developed as a person like i i totally don't care about all of that stuff and really you won't notice it till you you, you do your thing you launch the thing and it's not that successful and you realize how disappointed you are or whatever. And now there's other people who are so disappointed because it's like, damn, I really need to put food on the table. Like, I really, really need to do that. You know, and that's a whole other thing. I I, I feel something different for that because that's a that's kind a good, of fight yeah. or flight yeah. mode where you're not going to make great decisions in that mode. Maybe, maybe. Some people really do. Some that people could be, totally do. That
1: might be a whole good episode to do because there's a lot of decisions there about whether or not you should just jump without a safety net or do you kind of need that net?
0: Yeah, I, I would I would totally encourage people to stick with their jobs. Absolutely. That would be my answer to that podcast. Like stick with your job until you get this thing to a level at what at which you're like, all right, I'm ready to take the plunge. Yeah. Like don't don't just don't just set some uh, ambiguous I would, date. I would say that, although I have written
1: some blog posts called like, for example, Hell yes you should quit your job. <laughs> or like You are the problem. Or like Ten Reasons to Never Take Another Job.
0: It is good. It don't get me wrong. It, Because some people, it just depends. You know, it's like with parenting. I read there was some, uh, the Freakonomics episode on parenting that they republished. And, you know, the sum total of it was, was like all of this, you know, super anal parenting stuff. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any difference at all. And your kid, statistic, I mean, according to the results, what matters is just who you are and how you approach these things naturally on the thing, it, it also matters just because that... And if, that's, lo- and if you love your kid. that's Yeah, and that's part of who they are. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so, like, don't force them to go through piano lessons, you know, and stuff like that. And I think because of who you are, you're going to be fine if you quit your job or because of who you are, you don't, you don't quit your job, whatever you do, because you need to get to a certain level before you can truly like, you know, and when I keep thinking of that, like assume your full nature. <laughs> that one, uh, uh, Caleb, you remember that uh, McDonald's drive-thru oh, thing? Oh, super
2: ultimate form. <laughs> super ultimate
0: form. For chicken nuggets. By the way, I couldn't find a, a video of that. That's been taken down. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, let's do a little roundup here on this because we've come, we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, I don't know what if you Caleb, if you given given someone who's in this position, what do you what do you say to them?
2: Well, I think what Corbett just said is probably the first thing that I would say is don't value your whole worth based on this one little project that you're working on mm. right now. Yeah, there have been plenty of things you've done before this that have been great and awful, and plenty of things you're going to do in the future that are probably going to be great or awful to just do the thing learn from it and move on and keep making it better if you're that dedicated to it if you're just using it like to finish whatever you're talking about like maybe robert just needs to put out a product and finish this fashion thing that he's doing and sell it off to somebody maybe that's what he needs to do or he's going to keep working on it but make a decision one way or another and get it out there where would you go
0: I'd say if
1: you're not feeling super fired up about the thing that you just launched, like if you just put a product out or whatever, if if you're not feeling super great about it, um, first of all, break down your feelings into some different categories, like uh, the the entrepreneur stuff, like the personal fit Mm -hmm. versus the monetary stuff, like how well did it sell? And then from there, just keep breaking these things down. Look at, your own personal situation and how you relate to the product and the project and and
0: the audience
1: and how you feel about yeah. it how you feel about the audience how you feel about your impact um, all that kind of stuff and then on the sales side break that down as well um, and this is another great time to bring up the whole Ira Glass thing that we've mm. probably linked to 27 times <laughs> we've only um, done
0: it a few times actually yeah. but
1: um, the the point that he made was just that you're probably not going to like the thing that you do for a while
0: I'm because, remembering that <laughs> Remembering that time you played that uh, that fake uh, the, oh yeah. the parody the parody <laughs> the parody of This American Life what was it called That American I Life Fla- <laughs> That Amer- <laughs> I wonder you know, if that's still on. So I was at a mall the other day, and <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Anyways, we'll sounds put it in, just like Ira Glass. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah. keep going. Um, the point
1: being, like, you're probably not gonna feel really great about the thing that you do for a while because. Your taste is going to be far more developed than your ability to yeah. produce something that's, that's as good at as your that taste. taste level. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to go through some some years of like um, this isn't you know top quality stuff, yeah. but you got to keep fighting through it because you're never going to get to top quality unless you uh, unless you do the work.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, the thing I would say is if you're feeling this sort of discouragement, if you're feeling this sort of like eh, I don't know, notice that. First of all, like celebrate acknowledge it. Yeah, acknowledge that because that's a big deal. That's a big deal to say. Okay, something in me is saying, "Hey, little red flag here," or just little some, something to, to mark down on your clipboard. This is an important thing, and investigate it. You know, spend the time thinking it through th- through these questions, through this, that, and the other. Because you're going. This is where big. Good life decisions end up happening. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is the exciting stuff because I don't know. Maybe we're too much like the millennial, sort of like you have to really care about Speak your big job to do stuff. You're still a millennial. You you Not traveled to Mexico <laughs> and stuff. But the point being, like that that kind of person who's saying. These days, like, you have to totally, like, be, like, super into your job, yeah. man, and, like, really, like, care about it. It's, like, maybe we're too much on that, but, frankly, I don't know, life is short. You said it earlier in this episode, Corbett, life is short, and it's too short to not be, like, you. because, and more importantly, man, when you're in a job man, that, that you're fired up about, dude, <laughs> hey, the dude, um, when you're in a, when you're doing something with your hands and your brain and your body at, for, for other people, like, that is important that you feel is important you know are you a gigolo (laughs) I was just gonna say (laughs) no I'm a juggalo oh I'm going to the events we dress up like clowns it's amazing
1: I guess the international clown competition or or gathering just happened recently
0: you gotta be kidding me I missed it again yeah (laughs) But, anyways, the point is, you know, take that what you will. Maybe we're super too millennial to like, you know, wishy washy on this stuff. But the truth is, you're going to get to that point probably where you're like life is short. And then and some other people are sitting here saying like, no, I got to put food on the table for my family. Yep. Right? like that's number one. Like that, totally. I I don't know. I don't know. I I could be. <laughs> we don't have the answers, folks. <laughs> I could be super feast or famine about it. You yeah. know, And be like, oh, everything's at stake. And but I'm not going to have my good idea there. I can guarantee you that. Because I know myself. Why? Because I've noticed these red flags pop up. And I've done the work, uh, at least to the capacity I'm able to, to pay attention of, like, what's this thing telling me? And so I quit that job, you know, but not until I had some other revenue streams going over here, Yeah. So that's what I'd I'd say. I've been Chase Wardham
2: Reeves. I've been Corbett Plea Bar. I've been Caleb Lawrence Logic. (laughs) Lawrence. (laughs) Lawrence. (laughs)
0: So there you have it. When you're not fired up, when you're when you're concerned about your business, break those feelings down into categories. Things about you, or about your audience, or about revenues and successes there, etc. FizzleShow.co slash twenty-eight. That's where you're gonna find the goods on this one. F-I-Z-Z-Z-L-E-Show.co slash twenty-eight. Check in there and, uh, and tell us what you think. I've got a lot of notes on this one, including that hilarious uh, This American Life parody. <laughs> it's really good. Please do comment and let us know what you think. We read them all, you know, so I'll tell you what I tell my four-year-old. Use your words. If you liked this, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes. It, it really doesn't cost you much and it means the world to us because it helps other hopeful entrepreneurs find this show. Simply search the iTunes store for The Fizzle Show and click Write a Review. That's my click sound. Notice these feelings, sense them, make a mental note. It's your gut or soul or spirit or the universe or the Raven Spirit or whatever you want to think it is. Uh, but know this you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So, what are you going to do? Find care, take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.
1: Hey there, it's Corbett with a quick announcement, or more like a quick tease, actually. If you're listening to this before November 19th, we're about to unveil a big change. I can't tell you a whole lot of the details right now, except that this affects our Think Traffic site, Fizzle, and even the Fizzle show. We think you're going to like it, but anyway, I've said too much already. So watch for the announcement from us on November 19th. Just visit thinktraffic.net and you'll see. Or better yet, get on our email list and we'll send you the big announcement. Just visit fizzleshow.co and put your address in the email box. That's it for now. Thanks for being the kind of listener who gets all the way to the end of the episode. We'll talk soon.